ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody. It is hour number two of the early line right here on SportsGrid. I'm Kevin Walsh. I'm joined by Donnie Wrightside as we try and set you up here for round number two, day two at the U.S. Open. Try and find some wagers, options that make sense. Guys to back, guys to fade. I'll come out of the blocks hot here, Donnie. For me, round score, round two, Dustin Johnson over 69 at a half, mm. minus 125. You look at DJ in recent majors, and there are low scores out there in the opening round, right? Under par at the Masters, under par at the U.S. Open. That's this. That's the past, that's the prior season. You go through and you look at what he's done this year, right? He went. Uh, he had a great 67 in the first round of the PGA Championship. Responded with a 74. He was a 72 on day two at Augusta National. He Year. You, Dustin Johnson was tremendous in round one right now six under he tees off at around 11 a.m. I think especially factoring that today is supposed to be harder out there on the course I'm going with Dustin Johnson over 69 and a half round number two yeah this is a tough day to try to gauge and again not really all up on all the information coming out at the open i don't know if they have like a press conference for like the grounds crew or the, whoever the usga president would be coming out saying hey look we made some adjustments to the golf course we'll see if it changes some of the conditions today because that's some of the things i really would like but also here's my favorite part about this kevin yesterday i actually didn't get in because i was just forgetful on taking a look at that who's going to be you know roy mcelroy and also brooks kepka both of those guys to shoot 70 or less yesterday because I wanted to actually see how the golf course was playing. Now, granted, really good players were going low, and if I would have remembered, I probably would have bet it and lost, but I didn't. But also, can you have that same approach today, Kevin, with some of these players that might be getting out a little bit later where you say, you know what? Look at this. You know, Xander Schauffele, Roy McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, whoever, if they're going out earlier, struggling as opposed to what they were doing yesterday, that might be a key indicator that you can get involved with because the good thing about it, as we like to say, Kevin, typically on the early line, we're coming on right now. This golf tournament is live. It's not live yet. Yeah. You have the extra time during the day to actually make those appropriate adjustments if you see some of these guys going low. That's the way I'm going to approach it. But I like the style there because right now you look at Kevin, what are you, crazy? Listen, Johnson was outrageous yesterday. He's going to dominate this golf course. What happens if he doesn't? What happens if it plays a little bit different? And also what he's done in the past. 
a lot of people are saying and you'll keep it on the west coast just keep it on the west coast the golf I mean, it's I me mean, I mean, the golf was running all night long i was i was appreciative of the golf yesterday the timing worked for me out there on the west coast i was a fan i like this the fact that you're i don't need it live while we're on the early line because everything start moving things start flying off of the board it's it's you we're, we're trying to play catch up here i like where your head's at there but we got that dustin johnson situation settled up here we've talked about guys to back guys to fade uh, Bryson DeChambeau, somebody I, I would look to try and go against there. Colin Morikawa is a guy I'm a bit interested in here uh, at day number two. Look, Dottie, you're no stranger to jumping in on big prices yeah. as it pertains to, you know, going out there and winning a golf tournament. It was the PGA Championship, right, for you uh, and Brooks Kepka, mm -hmm. where you both took that home. I, I believe the, you know, the, the winner's circle nice. it was a good photo. It was you and Brooks Kepka uh, stood yep. right there in the middle. And, and you were stiff-arming Michael Block because he tried to get out yeah, exactly. uh, in into yeah. your guys' photo, and you were not having it there. I believe they said yesterday on the broadcast the biggest comeback in U.S. Open history uh, after round one was nine shots back. So that would put us at, at plus one or better if you really want to be a believer, as our radio audience is here with us on a Friday morning. If you go down this board, Donnie, where do you want to go? Who do you like? Who catches the attention? How far are you willing to travel? It's hard to travel down, and again, not because you're not familiar with some of the people's names, Kevin, but usually when you travel down the board, what was the reason why I just wanted to jump in on a Brooks Kepka there to come back and have a championship win where you got a great price on it? Because he's done it before, Kevin, right? Like, you don't want to go out to mm -hmm. yourself and say, well, let me, like, scroll down the board to a guy that's never won a championship that's playing, like, Tony now, 40-1, to 1, right? Fantastic golfer. One of those guys that you call one of the better golfers in the world. We're just waiting on when, not if, he's going to win his first major. I'm not going to trust that he's going to climb that mountain this weekend kevin so i would be looking a little bit further down the board on guys that have done it before and again brooks kepka still comes up kevin he's a 50 to 1 price here you don't think he has the mindset and also the game to say i gotta go low today if i need to have a chance but also kevin you gotta make the weekend if you want to have a chance as well that's the interesting point what i'm looking at from a betting perspective today kevin are those guys hovering around that cut line where you know for them like the goal for Brooks Kepka isn't to go nine under today or nine over. Up, oh, boomer bust, man. I had to go low if I wanted a chance at the tournament. You have to make it to the weekend in order to have a chance to win the tournament. I'm looking at the guys in that range. So mm. if you are looking at a Brooks Kepka, you can say to yourself, I really want him to shoot a low score, but do you? Do you actually need that? How about a minus two, a minus three under today? Gets him to the weekend, gets him feeling good. Then you can let it rip on Saturday moving day. Look, the thing with a guy like a Brooks, right, or anybody in that range, they need help. They need your Xanders, and they need your Fowlers, and, and your Rorys to come back to the pack here a little bit. I also want to make sure I mention Rom, Hovland, Mickelson, plus 350 cut boost on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Mm. All three golfers, Donnie, go one under T25 here. You are in a great position heading into today. It's going to take a little bit before we get that true projected cut line right now. We'll see where it lands, but you could not ask for much more out there from Lefty, Rom, and Hovland for day number one at the U.S. Open. We're going to keep talking. Golf Ricaro is going to join us here on the Early Line. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right here on the early line, Kevin Walsh from Donnie Wright side with you. Going to be joined by Rick Haro in just a moment, but we're going to talk a lot about the U.S. Open and kind of everything surrounding this tournament with the PGA Tour joining with Liv. Let's start it off, though, by hearing from Brooks Kepka, one of the biggest names heading into this tournament, big expectations, and his thoughts on kind of any potential animosity between players on both sides. Obviously, last week's merger was a big deal. Do you feel like there was vindication for you? And also, do you think there will be any animosity still out here between players this week? Uh, I don't think there's really been too much animosity between players in general. I think that's that's been a lot more constructed from the media side than the player side. But uh, I haven't paid too much attention to it, honestly. I've been trying to prep for this week. Um, I'm just trying to make sure that I come into a major championship. There's four weeks a year that I really, really care about, and this is one of them, and um, you know, I want to play well. So I wasn't going to waste any time on, on any news that happened last week. I saw it. I was at, sitting at Grove um, at the bar there uh, having breakfast, and I saw it on TV, watched uh, a little bit of the interview, and then that was it. Just went out and practiced. We bring in Rick Haro, sports sports business analyst and sports professor. Rick, let's start here. Uh, you follow the tour closely. You know plenty of guys involved here. From the players' side of it, as we're now a little bit further removed from the news that the PGA Tour and Live Golf would be joining, how is everybody on both sides of it seeming to be taking this news? Well, I remember when we had some discussions at the Masters and everybody said all hell would break loose. And once the tournament starts, everybody is geared to what Brooks Kepka said, trying to win a tournament. And, uh, you know, nobody's going to punch each other as a cage match on the green. Some guys who didn't like each other before are probably not going to like each other again. And the pairing of Rory and Kepka, you know, how about that for guts? And at the end of the day, it's a golf tournament and a big one and an important one. And most players are still 
upset, not because of the deal terms, because they don't know them, but because they weren't counseled first. The problem is, if you counsel one, you get to everybody. It's impossible to make the framework of a deal if you're going to ask everybody. It's not a great uh, process to make a decision. Yet two guys who decided to get together and create a framework. I think the the process has been really good so far. Of course, you can get some blowback, and now we have some stuff trickling out. As we know, Dustin Johnson said, "Look, I talked to the to uh, uh, the Saudis themselves, and they promised a couple more years of live, no matter what." This is the kind of you expect to trickle out. Don't know if it's true. Don't know if it's not. But that's one of the reasons why you cut the deal first, then you fill in the details later, because all of that stuff trickles out, and it's a feeding frenzy for who? The media. What is it? This is the media. You guys worked overtime last week. I know you did. Absolutely. By the way, Rick, if yeah. we take it on a grander stage here, like we're so new to yeah. this, like, and we don't really know the ramifications of what's going to take place with this world golf umbrella. But one thing we do know, looks like the report coming out that the U.S. Department of Justice is going to open yeah. up a review between the PJ Tour and the Saudi Alliance. Why would they be doing that? For antitrust reasons, not necessarily. Well, let's say not necessarily not political reasons, uh, at least uh, legally. Uh, you know, there's a lot of anti-Saudi sentiment. Maybe this is the way to kill two birds with one stone. But whenever you have something that on its face takes half or a significant number of competitors away, whether it's drugs or you know record companies or Apple, yeah, just for example, uh, you, you have a chance to take a look at it. I'm not sure if the investigation goes a long way. I'm not sure if it's politically motivated to gum up the works. But the antitrust implications of things like this is certainly within the purview of the Justice Department if they want to do it. Rick, I saw some reporting that the kind of folks at Live might almost create some form of a fund or something in an attempt to get some money to the guys that stayed loyal to the PGA Tour. Because the reality is Rory and Rom turned down more money than they ever would have been able to spend in order yeah. to stay with the PGA Tour. How likely do you think that is? And how far do you think that could go in, in terms of smoothing this over for the players that did stick by the PGA side? I think it's incredibly likely. But again, uh, the devil is in the details. And by the way, I added it up, my own private scorecard for all of the media stuff that I have done last week. I've heard 748, I have more questions than answers from media pundits because they don't know, don't know what to say. And that's a good line, so they continue to do it. And, and, and nobody really does know, but there is some sentiment that if there is a profit entity created, how do you do it? Well, you do it out of found money that doesn't exist today, so it's not taking away from. And maybe what you do is you create that team event series, maybe four or six of them, and you have that be what's left of live, and maybe the compensation there goes to the, quote, loyalists first, and then somebody else second. So the guys on live, ironically, don't participate in those dollars, but that is a make whole for the Rory's. Now, second, uh, no money is going to make whole what was done to the loyalists like Rory, who stepped out sacrificed part of his golf game, and then heard about it on TV, they say. But he was called in advance. That's what people say anyway. But the point is not being called in advance, but being publicly consulted. And that's not how you made this deal. So I do think there will be some attempt at compensation. It won't be enough, but it'll be a reason to save face and move on. 
Rick, the guys from the Live Golf Tour now obviously defected from the PJ Tour to take that leap to Live Golf, and they caught a lot of slack for that. But the reasoning before it, number one, they got paid a lot of money to go there. But number two, a lot of them were saying like, hey, I like this. It's three rounds of golf. It's less tournaments per year. It's more money. I can be home. Now, is it? let's just say Live Golf Tour goes away in two years and they meld back. Would that be an issue for these golfers that say, hey, the reason why I wanted to come here is I don't have to play as much or have this many commitments here. Could that be an issue down the line or not really at this point? I figured you'd respect me for testing this. So I put heavy metal on, on the, in the music on my cart. I played in shorts, and it didn't line up my putts. I had more fun. <laughs> Uh, I'm assuming everybody else will. And in all seriousness, though, uh, the guys who are the true competitors uh, always have a part of them that says, look, take the money and run, but we're never going to know how good we're going to be, and we're not going to be at the pantheon of Tiger and Jack Nicklaus and 28 majors and all of that if we take this route. The others, let's, let's say it, it's the Ian Poulters or Lee Westwoods who are at the end of their career and say, this is the time where we want to cash in and it's not going to be around uh, for a while. We better do it. It's all individualized decisions is the point. And nobody should judge whether somebody did it right or wrong. I think moving on, you're going to have to give the players who left an opportunity to feel good about coming back. And the guys who are there today mm. feel good about taking them back. I think the guys who left feel great. That's that's my guess. I think the guys who left feel great, well, Rick. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, well, I'm going to be but, honest with yeah. you here. <laughs> Good point. Brooks Kepka Brooks Kepka feels great. I, I know that guy wins majors. You know, you're talking about mm -hmm. him today. Yeah. Look, wherever he is today, uh, I don't care if he's 18 shots back. It's it's early, and I want to see that machine going. And and like I said, because of the neighbor nature of Ricky Fowler, man, if he can hold on, what about that? And how about Shoffley? Uh, 62, 62. It's incredible. And I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys played that course, but it is, uh, outstanding yes, yes, in the I middle have. of Beverly Hills. Now, yeah, oh, wow. On. Yes, you have. Now, now, hold on. <laughs> now, hold, now, hold on a minute. Was that now? Now, do you think that, that Donnie and I each went out there and played some <laughs> <You're> out there. <laughs> three yes. wow. right before the Super Bowl? Sure. Uh, oh, no. Did you really? Yes. Yeah. Yes or no? Yes, absolutely. Oh my God! Absolutely. I don't ask. Rick, don't I got to tell you, it up. would it would actually require you to draft up legal documents to get Donnie out <laughs> on a golf course. So yeah, I, I might have yeah. to commission you to make that happen. Uh huh. And, and by, by the way, if you ever got on there, don't you be asking me for any favors for anything else because you can get anything you want. I, I tell you that. That's <laughs> I, 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 I can tell you. Hey, it's going to be a great round today. Great weekend. Oh, Happy guy. Father's Day to you guys. Taking you to the break. But the point is, it's a wonderful event. Uh, strap it on. Get going. And come back. And you'll hear more of these wonderful guys. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Major League Baseball time. Hey folks, let's get excited here. I mean, there's there's a lot to there's a lot to make happen, Donnie, on a, on a baseball mm-hmm. board like such, and, and the baseball board is also featuring an early game. Shout out to Wrigley and the madness uh, that. By the way, mm-hmm. Cubs yesterday scored seven runs. They went over the six and a half total See by that? themselves. Can, can, can I, can I, singles. I just don't, I don't understand, Donnie. I don't understand. Like who, we need to see the people or hear from the people that like bet the under six and a half in a major league baseball game. Like we need to hear from like, yeah, I thought it was a solid bet. Like why though? I don't want to, I'm here's my only thing with that. Right. And people are like, oh, I got to take the under it's windy. They moved the total to six and a half. It'd be different mm-hmm. if it was windy blowing in. And then the total was still nine and a half because the books didn't know the books know when it's windy. But that, mm-hmm. but, the, but that is on the were, were there really more bets on the under yesterday? Mm. That couldn't have been. I don't know. It couldn't have been. I don't know. Who's we got a nobody's seven looking and a half? at the six and a half going we're under. Yeah, nobody's looking at six and a half and looking to take the under. That's just not the way it is. Certainly not me. Certainly not me. But here's the other thing, Donnie. I see a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. One of the pitchers on the mound is Cole Irvin. I mean, that might be the, the windiest conditions of all time, unless there are some underlying mm-hmm. numbers I'm not I'm not familiar with here. We're starting Cubs Orioles. That's the story. Baltimore's a road favorite. <laughs> Total seven and a half. What's the deal? Yeah. I don't know if that's the game you had lined up first. I don't quite frankly care. We're here. We're locked in. What's the deal? 220 start. Yeah. I mean, Cole Irvin's not a very good pitcher. We know that. His seasonal statistics, Kevin, through 65 batters isn't very good. Now, the tough part to quantify is, well, what's he been doing for the last 30 days? I don't know, facing two batters out here. So you figure he's not oh. all iced up for this game and ready to rock and roll because we don't have that large platform to say, oh, he was really good his last start out or two weeks ago he got lit up. We technically don't know. But flicking, flipping it back over to Hendricks, look at his last 30 days, Kevin. He gets right-handed batters. He's been okay. 179 weighted, or excuse me, ISO power number weighted on base percentage 361. But he's dominated left-handed bats. And again, when you're taking a look at that Baltimore Orioles lineup, Kevin, it's left-handed bats that usually rule the day. Henderson, uh, Rutschman, Santander, O'Hearn, the first four batters in the lineup, Kevin, will be lefties. Then they'll sprinkle in a couple more on the back end of that lineup. That's what Hendricks does well. We'll see if that holds up today out in Wrigley. But also, Kevin, 11 mile an hour blowing in. Now, let me ask you this question, too. Because a lot of times us as baseball heads looking like, hey, man, double digits blowing out. Let me tell you something right now. Go stand out in your backyards with a 10-mile-an-hour wind. It's like you barely feel it. So I always have that notion of, ooh, 11 miles an hour. No way they can actually hit a home run in that environment. Stop it. It's not that windy. Yeah, come on now. Shout out to Wrigley. All right, now we can go in the order that you wanted to here. Nationals Marlins. Yeah. NL East flavor. Sandy Alcantara having an odd season. Last year, untouchable. This year, very touchable. Two and five record. The ERA of 475, but they're a big-time favorite here against this bad Washington group. What do you see, Donnie, between the Nats and the Marlins? 
Yeah, Marlins good. Typically, the Washington Nationals bad. Alcantara, the last 30 days, Kevin, filthy against right-handed batters. How about mm. this? An 085 ISO power number and a weighted on base percentage of 261. Right around average against lefties. So you would point to that and say, okay, looks like we have the advantage on the mound. Going up against Trevor Williams, his last 30 days, Kevin, terrible against right-handed batters. A 319 ISO, a weighted on base percentage of 372, which leads us right to the first few guys in that lineup, particularly Jorge Soler, a 317 ISO power number over the last month in Major League Baseball going up against right-handed pitchers and also Brian De La Cruz, a 348 weighted on base percentage. Guys that also have performed this well. Look at four of the first five batters, Kevin, against right-handed pitching over the past 30 days. That's Soler again. We just talked about a 317 ISO power number. De La Cruz, 187. Jesus Sanchez, 231. And Garrett Cooper, 237. Better team tonight is going to be the Miami Marlins. They win against the Nationals. Even though Nationals, nice extra innings win yesterday against the Astros. So we'll see what they come to play with today. I really would like to see, and I don't know if, if Fandle will have this number up maybe a little bit later, but what the price would be on Alcantara to record a win, Don. He only has two this season, but with this you know, kind of a matchup here, they're closer to, to a $2 favorite. That would be the, the type of uh, price that would interest me and see yeah. if they kind of post it uh, as the day goes on. Cardinals-Mets here. Talk about a couple of teams that need it. My goodness. I mean, the Cardinals are playing such awful baseball. They're a road favorite. I mean, my, uh, hold on. How bad is Tyler McGill, Donnie, that the Mets are a home dog to the St. Louis Cardinals and Miles Mikolas here? Come on now. That's, and it is Miles Mikolas, so get it right. Guess from respect. Yeah, Mikolas. I mean, many, many, many people know it. Yeah, Meek Mill. Now, if you're just reading the line, right, you're saying, like, how could the St. Louis Cardinals be a favorite? Well, Michaelis is the reason why they are a favorite. We're not in love, certainly, Kevin, with that lineup here for the New York yeah, Mets that they'll have today that. for a one through nine. But take a look at Michaelis, Kevin. Last 30 days in Major League Baseball, I don't know if it gets any better. 54 batters that he's faced against the right against right-handers in 075 ISO, a 224 weighted on base percentage. Gets lefties, Kevin, 75 of them have lined up against him. That's an 042 ISO and a weighted on base percentage of 245. If we're looking at lineup per lineup one through nine it always presents much much better here for the st louis cardinals and mcgill not a great pitcher overall he's not disastrous but if you are looking for the additive and say you know give me an rbi to take a look at here from a cardinals perspective you got to take a look at the lefties going up against mcgill last 30 days 52 batters he's faced kevin a 200 iso power number and a weighted on base percentage of 378 lefties in the lineup today for the cardinals at least as we anticipate would be donovan gorman carlson and also edmund and by the way carlson Switch hitter in the middle of that lineup due to bat six, a 394 weighted on base percentage and an ISO of 235. And then the leadoff guy, Brendan Donovan, a 370 weighted on base percentage. That's where I would look to go, but I do agree with the Cardinals being a favorite. They do have the better pitcher on the mound. And to me, even though they haven't performed all that well, the lineup is better on the Cardinals side, but we've been saying that for a while this year so far. You know what? No. Michaelis, Michaelis, wrong, wrong number here. I mean, it is from it your hometown. I mean, the Mets are your hometown team, so I can see that you don't want to go against them. They are my hometown team. It's not a shot. Mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. When, when I when the decisions were made, it was out of my control. That's how I see it there. I wish well for the Mets. I wish well, I wish well for the Mets, Donnie. You know, I, here's the thing, DRS. Do you hate the uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates? Like, but that like fit like dude you guys but you're not even a Pennsylvania. We're not close. Yeah, that's no, kind no. of this the thing. No, 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 no. Like like I've been to your house and when you go out mega left. Like, no, you haven't. Like, City Field's right there. It's right there. Like yeah, that's supposed it's, to be your I hometown mean, it's team. Much closer than Yankee Stadium. I mean that's true. 
but I don't know. I don't think that's gonna help. Well, you listen. You've not been to my house, but you've sent me photos of my house, uh, and that's a shoot, brother. Same thing. That is one thousand percent. Same thing. That is one thousand percent. Shot hoops. Percent. Swimming, shot hoops. I've done it all there. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. <sighs> Speaking of the Yankees, mm -hmm. play the Red Sox. This guy, man, they're gonna play the Red Sox today. Boston's a favorite. Shot hoops. Totals at 10. Mm -hmm. Tanner Houck, Domingo Herman. Should I I should have said like Huck and German. I you know, just kept the, the name pronunciation yep. game going there. But nevertheless, Donnie Boston, minus 120 at Fenway Pack. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a great feel for this game, but if we're trying to break it down from a Red Sox perspective with Halk on the mound, not a great pitcher, Kevin, but he does do well against right-handed batters, which is the majority of that lineup you're going to face for the New York Yankees today, an 056 ISO power number, which is pretty impressive, and a 308 weighted on base percentage. Now, left-handed batters, a little bit different story here. ISO power number, Kevin, 244 against them, weighted on base percentage, average at around a 325. Lefties in the lineup today, maybe the best of them. Could it be Jake Bowers and Billy McKinney, two guys? that you say, what is this lineup doing? They actually performed very well, Kevin. 65 at-bats here for Bowers against right-handed pitching. He's done pretty well. And the same thing with McKinney, 22 at-bats, Kevin. How about this? A 364 ISO power number. But granted, you're correct. Are we leaning on Jake Bowers and Billy McKinney to be the leaders in the clubhouse here for the New York Yankees? Yeah. Other guys certainly have to step up. Like Anthony Rizzo, 81 at-bat. This Kevin, he's a left-handed batter. We always thought and said, well, if there are going to be a couple players in Major League Baseball who are really going to benefit from the shift not being there, you would have figured it would be Anthony Rizzo. Dreadful against right-handed pitching over the past month. 81 at-bats and 093 ISO and a weighted on base percentage of 230. It's not very Anthony Rizzo-like here. You need guys like that to step up. So if the left-handed batters you're leaning on are guys like Anthony Rizzo, it might be a long night for the Yankees here. But again, Bowers and McKinney actually check out fairly well here if you're looking for RBI shots. But let me ask you though, the 10 feels like a lot. Is there weather? Is there uh, is there yeah. wind blowing out here on a hot night in Fenway? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have two average pitchers, basically, Kevin. You're in Fenway, 75 degrees, wind blowing out the left. It's very hard yeah. to try to sell somebody, hey, it's going to be a pitcher's duel tonight because sometimes it almost yeah. doesn't matter what the pitchers are. You just play wall ball out there in left field. Okay. Uh, Rockies, Braves, 10 and a half. Uh -oh. This is in Atlanta. We've talked about the way these games have been. Yeah. Lamette's got the ball for Colorado. I, I imagine uh, it is time to line him up and knock it down. It probably is. And sometimes you even look and just say, I'm just going to take a hot lineup, which is what the Atlanta Braves present against right-handed pitching, particularly Kevin over the past 30 days. Now, Lamette, you're going up against left-handed batters. He struggled. 22 batters he's faced over the past 30 days, a 316 ISO and a 6, a 602 weighted on base percentage. Now, if we go on the season-long total, he's really struggled with lefties and righties, but he's actually gotten his act together slightly with the limited batters he's faced from the right-hand side. But let's just take a look at this Atlanta lineup here today. And you take a look and say, why is this total high? We are in hitting weather season. 82 degrees at first pitch, about eight mile an hour winds blowing out the left field. And let's just have fun with this, Kevin, right? First, let's take a look at the ISO power numbers here for the first seven guys in the lineup. 229, 286, 236, 159, 176, 293, and 234. Elevated all over the place. Weighted on base percentages for those same seven batters, Kevin. 378, 362, 391, 352, 378, 352, 352. And then we even add Arcia at a 338. Atlanta will hit tonight. They will dominate the Rockies. No question in my They're mind. Their team total is a six. Six, six seven the cash. Oh boy. That's a yeah. it's a big number, man. 
It's a big number. Imagine if they put this game in Colorado. Now that would have, we would have had a seven and a half hmm. total. That would have been a good time. More baseball coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Baseball breakdown continues here on a Friday, but we figure why not? We got to help the people out with some same game parlays. Go for it. Now, I'm going to start this off by saying, Kevin, you know, break glass in case of an emergency. I think we're in emergency mode here with the same game parlays. Two ridiculous beats for me back to back. So I got to go something mm. that, you know what? I don't want to say can't lose, Kevin, but whenever you lead with something that's going to be so smart, sensible, and fashionable, where it just makes too much sense not to bet it, it's a two-leg parlay today. We just talked about the game. Oh We're going to head down to the big A. We're going to take those Atlanta Braves on the money line today. Expensive, yes, it is. But we're going to back that up by taking a look at Matt Olson to also record an RBI. I told you, Lamette is not a very good pitcher. He can't get left-handed batters out. Olsen's a left-handed batter. The Braves win going away. Olsen gets an RBI. We take down this plus 148 price at the FanDuel Sportsbook because, again, Kevin, it's easy. It's smart. It's sensible. Yeah. And it's fashionable here. And that's what we're going to do on a Friday. Maybe maybe the most fashionable same-game parlay we've seen this season, Donnie, really, which is mm. exciting. I mean, that's what the people yeah. are looking for. Uh, as yes. I told you, look, it's turnaround time for the New York Mets and nothing better than when you get to beat up on the St. Louis Cardinals in your own building. Okay. Many people say, come on now. I mean, wrong Miles. team favored. And what you got to do here against Miles Meek man Michaelis is go for two plus bases with Frankie Lindor and Jeff McNeil. McNeil has had success against Michaelis. Uh, he's four for eight lifetime with two of those being double. So that's two plus bases right there. And look, if we're going to do a turnaround, then Francisco Lindor is going to have to be a part of the situation here, Donnie. I think the Mets can find themselves getting some juice this weekend. I know you disagree. I know why you disagree. But I'm back in the Queens' finest. They're not Queens' finest. They're really not. But I'm back in the Mets here on a little turnaround time. There you go. Line them up, knock them down. And by the way, I got to tell you something here, Kevin. On a Friday, we do same-game parlays. If this parlay loses, Mm -hmm. like on Monday, my same-game parlay is going to include like four different games. So get ready for that one if this loses.
No, I mean, I don't think that's going to be necessary there. But maybe, Donnie, it's time for you to be smart, sensible, fashionable with a minus 102 same game parlay. You're climbing wait, the ladder. Wait, maybe that? No, yeah, wait. Is, no, is that what yours is? I didn't even take a look at that. that probably no, mine's is. plus 357. I went for a big bomb ticket there. But I've done the minus 102 before. We cashed that ticket, by the way. That's the people want, Don. It's people, people just want to win, man. I was actually really close to parlaying the Braves today with the Atlanta Braves, Kevin. What would that pay out? <laughs> now, now, realistically, the parlay Donnie's sitting on right now is Scotty Scheffler and Brooks Kepke both to win the U.S. <laughs> Open. So it, yes. we'll see. Yep. We'll see if that how that how that ticket uh, is developing there. Don, I mean, do we give out baseball picks or should we should we break down the collision card for tomorrow? I mean, what are the people really looking for here? Now, what's the main event, though? I mean, let's talk about main event action. I mean, who is it? I mean, CM Punk, who, by the way, is making the rounds once again, and FTR against Smojo, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. So, listen, we got the breakdown collision. No, I'm now on. very, what? very happy. Now, wait a second. CM Punk's not solo match? Uh-huh. Like, what's going on here? What's the, what's the main no, event? No, it's a trios match. It's a trios match, Donnie. Just With three on book. three. three. Now, now, Donnie, three on three, me, you, and Brian. Who would be mm-hmm. the other top trio here on the network? I mean, mm-hmm. you know what? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. We move forward. Would BWS be a valet? Would BWS be the valet? What would he be? We're moving on. Baseball breakdown right here as we try and make it happen with Blue Jays Rangers. I mean, listen, you see the Toronto Blue Jays. You see the Texas Rangers. And your mind says there's got to be a ton of runs here. There is some decent pitching on the mound with Perez and Gaussman. So the total's just an eight and a half. Toronto road favorite here, Donnie, against this solid Texas group. What do you think? I think they probably should be, too, because, again, in Major League Baseball, you're really going pitcher versus pitcher, and the matchup doesn't seem like much of a matchup here. Kevin Gaussman's been really good on the season and also absolutely devastating in the past 30 days, Kevin. 154 batters he's faced. Take a look at this combined between lefty and righty batters, an 077 ISO and a weighted on base percentage of 213. If you want to break that down, don't you even try to bat left-handed, apparently, against Kevin Gaussman, an 020 ISO power number and an, a, a uh, weighted on base percentage. One 176. Ridiculous. Terrible. Absolutely terrible here. If you take a look at Toronto on their side, Martin Perez, bad pitcher, Kevin. Lefties and righties smacking him around. The only problems mm-hmm. here, Bichette has been very good over the past month against left-handed pitching. Also, Merrifield and Jansen. Everybody else stinks against left-handed pitching. They need to wake up. You're just expecting them to wake up against a bad pitcher of Perez. I'm just let You said don't you, you don't try and bat left-handed against them, you said, right? Don't. Yeah, don't. So, so just, should Seeger get up there, DRS? And yes. Just try it from yeah. the right side tonight. Yes, I, I mean, we've seen it before. Exactly. Stand. You, you might know, get a be, walk. You don't even have to swing the bat. You might get a walk. Like, what if a hitter went out there and was like, "By the way, I'm a switch hitter now." All of a sudden, I'm like, what are you yes. doing, pal? I, I mean, throw everything. I guess, I guess you can. But he probably would get hit. You never with the know. First they, pitch because the pitcher would be bewildered. Yep. They'd have no scouting report. They'd have to call a timeout. The calm would break. Reds Astros Mm -hmm. here. Feels like Houston's got a soft part of their schedule happening right now. And I'm not happy about it. They didn't lose yesterday, though, to the Nationals. So we'll see today. uh, Close to a minus 200 favorite at home here. Uh, This fun Cincinnati group. We got this total checking in at eight and a half. 
Yeah, hard to, this is one of those games where you say, how good is Abbott actually on the mound? Well, only 23 batters in one start. He was very good, Kevin, in his first start. And also one of those pitchers that was coming out of the minor league system, not as one of those, hey, 34-year-olds, which we might be talking about a little bit later today, just to get a spot start because we don't have anybody else. That's not the pedigree. So we'll see how it holds up in his second start. But take a look at J.P. France. Not very good here, Kevin, against right-handed batters over the past month. A 323 ISO power number and a 406 weighted on base percentage. You got a good lineup there for the Reds. And again, a lot of fun, a lot of power here with a lot of names you don't know in our household just yet that might be in the future. You're taking a look at as many as seven batters, Kevin, with plus weighted on base percentages against right-handed pitching mm -hmm. over the past 30 days. They might be able to do some damage today to play the Reds. Really excited to see what De La Cruz brings to the table here in this series. After a hit in the first six games of his career, three straight games in this Kansas City series without a hit, Donnie. So just to see if he can kind of bounce back. He's plus 135 for two-plus bases. But Cincinnati's been playing good balls. We've talked about before here on the show. The NL Central is a complete and utter disaster right now. Everybody's got that negative run differential. And mm -hmm. this upcoming series is going to factor in a lot to where those standings sit right now. It's a half game separating the Brewers and the Pirates. Milwaukee is a favorite at home with everybody's favorite Julio Tehran on the mound, uh, whose minor league statistics were very misleading as he's been good for Milwaukee since he's come up here, Donnie. What do you think today between mm -hmm. the Brewers and the Pirates? I'm telling you right now, this is one where you're waiting for the bottom to fall out on Julio Tehran, but it hasn't yet. And he's been a quality pitcher all the way through. So if we take a look at that lineup and that matchup between them, his ISO power numbers, he's a little bit leaky to lefties. But again, Kevin, only 20 batters he's faced from the left-hand side. This is a good-looking Pittsburgh lineup that has hit right-handed pitching extremely well over the past 30 days. Just take a look at some of the weighted on-base percentages here. Marcano, 315. Reynolds, 378. McCutcheon, a 400. Sawinski, a 500. Cabrian Hayes, 384. Four, Palacios, 478. Bay, 369. This is a team, and it, sometimes, again, Kevin, we talk about the numbers are there where you say, okay, Julio Tehran might be able to stick around in Major League Baseball, but I'm just not believing it. There's a reason why he wasn't very good in the minor league system and basically out of baseball for a full year to year and a half. Eventually, he's going to get hit, and I'm going to say today, he gets hit against the Pittsburgh Pirates, even though it's hard to fade a guy that's actually through 66 at-bats has performed pretty well. It just the, the Milwaukee team in general to me is really interesting. I can't stand them. Yeah. And well, rightfully so, Donnie. Donnie, they've scored the fewest runs in the National yeah. League. Boring. Which is Boring ridiculous. Baseball. Right? My, my thing with, with them is, we say it as a joke at times, but what are they going to do when we get to the deadline? Because just, there's no way we get to the deadline and they're out of that central race. Honestly, are they going to trade Corbin Burns or are they going to go get a bat? I mean, I guess knowing them, Don, they're going to try and do a bit of both because that's who they yes. are. That's how they operate here. But it's just, it's just, like you said, I guess boring. It's not just boring baseball, but it's frustrating to see a team have the opportunities that they have and just kind of not yeah. be certain how they're going to treat those opportunities. Yep. Phillies athletics here. Phils are hot. The A's have been playing much better baseball, though. They were great in that series against Tampa Bay. Won two of the games, covered a run line in the finale. Phillies are a favorite, but not by a big margin, right? Uh, you know, as it pertains to kind of fading the athletics, well, the numbers climbed up a little bit, but still minus 154 when we're watching that Tampa series have every number at least be minus 200. It looks a little bit lighter here. What do you think about Oakland hosting the Phillies? 
It used to be for the Oakland Athletics, Kevin, for the majority of this early parts of the season was every pitcher that took the mound seemingly was worse than the pitcher the day before. That's not the case here with J.P. Sears, one of the maybe quality pitchers that they do have here. 110 batters he's faced over the past 30 days. Keep in mind, he's a left-handed pitcher, Kevin. How about this? Totality, a 143 ISO and a 274 weighted on base percentage. Let's also remind ourselves, you're playing in Oakland. That's really a pitcher's ballpark, 65 degrees tonight, which is typical typical there for a summer in the Bay Area, but also holding down right-handed batters alike. Now, the Phillies lineup is starting to get hot. Maybe they can overpower J.P. Sears, but it's a shame because this is one of those games, Kevin, where typically if I'm handicapping, I want to see who the Phillies are playing. If it's the Oakland Athletics, I want to give it a go-ahead, knowing that I'm going to get at least nine at-bats in that game, but also going up against a bad bullpen and also a bad starting staff. Sears, let's just see if he can slow down that Philadelphia Phillies offense. On the opposite side, Taiwan Walker has really done well, Kevin, for himself over the past 30 days. A real rocky road to start the season where the totality of the season doesn't look that good. But let's just hone in on the past 30 days where he's faced 126 batters. A 101 ISO power number and a weighted on base percentage of a 301, which equates to very good against lefties and an unbelievably good ISO power number, Kevin, against right-handed batters and an 083 and an average weighted on base percentage against those same right-handed batters. I think the Phillies have enough in the tank to win today, but it is interesting to see Sears going up against the Philadelphia Phillies and how the Phillies react to that tonight. I wish Sears didn't have such good numbers because we would be all over the Philadelphia Phillies team total-wise as well as maybe some RBI props. So again, they're going to play a couple games this weekend. Keep an eye out for the Philadelphia Phillies going up against that bad pitching staff. All right, look, let me rush to this, Donnie, because it's a big game here. It's the Padres and it's the Rays. McClanahan has the ball, and he's just minus 116 on the money line because he's at San Diego, and you Darvish is the opposing pitcher. Even that total of an eight, it's just a little bit maybe more than I would have expected. Then a seven and a half, uh, you know, to, to be honest here, right? So Rays-Padres, what do you want to do with this game? Yeah, by the way, McClanahan is a very good pitcher, as we know. Lefty on the mound today, and you say, use that gives other teams issues. Not the first four batters in the lineup for the Padres. Take a look at these splits here, Kevin, over the past 30 days against lefties. Tatis, a 565 ISO power number. Juan Soto, 259. Machado, 273. And your old friend, Gary Sanchez, at a 529. He's actually hitting the baseball quite regularly out there in San Diego. But if we do flip it over to the Tampa Bay lineup, maybe they do have a slight advantage here if you can pile up some right-handed bats going up against you Darvish a 239 ISO coupled with a 350 weighted on base percentage also keep in mind the first six batters anticipated in the lineup today for those Rays against right-handed pitching over the past month elevated numbers Kevin 355 329 329 388 390 and 355 should be a fun one out there the offense is there but again in a pitcher's ballpark with two good pitchers on the mound let's see if we could find some all right no doubt about it for the way people U.S. Open, day number two, Dustin Johnson over that 69 uh, and a half. Scheffler season, we're rooting it on here over the weekend as well. Going to be a lot of good stuff happening here all week long. But before you go anywhere, folks, Donnie will close it out. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last segment of the week here for the early live Friday morning edition. Sirius XM Channel 159 right here on the Sports Grid Network. Kevin and Donnie, 7 to 9 a.m. as usual, powering through to set the table for the rest of your Sports Grid program, which does include the morning after coming up next with Ben Stevens. So make sure you stay here. Don't go anywhere. Keep it all day long. So we've got a lot of sporting events live to go over today. But if we're taking a look at how the week in the totality, we saw two sports end this week, the NHL and also the NBA, which then leads us to believe that Major League Baseball is going to be center stage, which it was yesterday and will be today with another 15 games on a Friday afternoon slash Friday night. Anticipation of the NBA offseason coming quickly here. Where are guys going to fall? It's going to be James Harden, Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard. A lot of stuff to be figured out, a lot of fun to be had by all. And also the Golden State Warriors today hiring a new GM, Mike Dunleavy Jr. So he's going to take control to see if he can keep that franchise up to the likes of winning championships as they've done the past few years. But if we're looking at fun and we're looking at entertainment, look no further than the U.S. Open. And also, the scoring is out of control. Listen up. Be quiet. The U.S. Open typically is par as the choice for the majors, which I love. I think it's fantastic. The true test of golf, par. If you could shoot minus one or minus two, that is a fantastic effort. I love to see professional golfers struggle out there as if it's just me or you playing a municipal golf course on the weekend here, having a couple beers and having fun, but struggling mightily out there. But having said that, it's interesting to see some of the changes that the USGA might make today at the U.S. Open because minus eight, Xander Schauffele, minus eight, Ricky Fowler, and a plethora of guys at six, at minus five, at minus three. That's after one day. If you times that by four, guys are going to be shooting at minus 30 or higher, better in the open. We know that's not going to be the case. Those greens, they can dry them out. They can grow the grass just a little bit longer, not trim them up so much, and roll those greens so the stint meter is off the charts. And also, changing some of those pin conditions. Let's see what the open has today. Does it have any teeth? We'll find out shortly. Stay tuned for the morning after. Coming up next right here on the Sports Grid Network. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.